Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello from Bhutan. This season we're focusing on queer stories. I am welcoming back a very good friend of mine, Karma Dupchin. He was on Hello from Bhutan um, not so very long ago, but today he's back to talk about things that are important to both of us and to people in the queer community. Right, Dupchin? Yes, very right. The first time I talked with you, it was the first lockdown and we spoke about the first lockdown. <laughs> and coincidentally, it's the second lockdown again. <laughs> but we're talking about something a bit, you know, a bit more interesting this time. Zipchen, I brought you back because I was having conversations with people and also realizing that a lot of young people in the queer community do not have access to information on relationships even on sex, like how do you navigate these territories? And I was thinking, who can I talk to you about this who is very open and um, also quite informed about these things? I was like, let me reach out to Dupchen and let's see what he has to say. So I'm jumping right into it, you know, like you've been through this yourself as well. And from all of the experiences you've gained um, and you've had, could you share with people in the community uh, where can someone who identifies as queer go to find information on one's sexuality and even on negotiating the relationship territory when you're queer? Well, I think as it is for almost everyone in Bhutan, like internet. <laughs> for me, internet was my salvation. Um, I read a lot. I, you know, like kind of really uh, did a lot of deep dive into my own sexuality and yeah I think in Bhutan even for straight people for example uh, lack of like a very cohesive sexual education is very prominent um, uh, sexual wellness and sexual health is still kind of looked as uh, taboo even in heterosexual world you know so for a lot of young gay people or queer people it's non-existent but at least in the street world there is this tradition you know like so older women are kind of teach younger women, I guess, you know, like, or like friends amongst themselves, or like even amongst uh, uh, guys, you know, like a bit uh, older guys amongst a friends group, or like, you know, older brothers or cousins. I've always heard stories from my friends, right? How they share about their experiences or their first experiences and kind of like, it's a way of passage for a lot of, let's say, young street boys to kind of listen to these stories and kind of gain information from it. Not, not to say that those information are usually accurate or healthy. I mean, that's another topic. But, <laughs> but I think for a lot of gay people, that is missing, you know? A lot of the times, yes, exactly. Like, there isn't anyone that you can look up to or speak to openly about it, you know? No one in the family, no one in your friend circle. A lot of the times, you're probably the only gay kid in your school, or maybe there are more, but, you know, because... Uh, we're still not at that stage where like a lot of we have that many young people coming out, you know, especially when they're in high school, it's very difficult, you know. So I feel like there is that gap. So um, the internet is a wonderful place. I mean, of course, there's a lot of dark places on the internet. I think by now, um, a lot of our youngsters are already in a way have learned to figure out their way around the internet, at least be able to disseminate uh, good information and false information, right information and wrong information, you know. Um, you can find a lot of platforms there. Um, and you can also have, you can also find a lot of really interesting YouTube channels, you know, 
where they teach you or like they discuss and they speak about, let's say, um, sexual health for uh, gay men or even for lesbian women, you know, or for trans people. So, yeah, I think the internet, especially if you're in Bhutan, uh, I think for young people, the internet is going to be a salvation. You just need to be a little bit careful, you know, be a bit precautious and uh, just be a little bit internet savvy enough to kind of understand and kind of take in data or information and be able to uh, assess and process it on your own. So mm. This also makes me realize um, that there is such a vacuum right, when it comes to information that's relevant to Bhutanese queer people. Because, I mean, of course, you can go to the internet and then you can find generalized information on how you navigate or how you educate yourself, right? But then there is a need for, I think, specific Bhutanese information. I mean, you know, like you, uh, of course you can go online and then you're going to find information, but it's easier when you're outside of Bhutan. Like maybe you have some gay hangout places or, you know, lesbian hangout places or like trans hangout places, but okay, and you want to apply that to Bhutan and you're like, where is that? So even the physical space seems to be missing, right? Oh yes, that that definitely is true. I mean, Maybe we should get like a handful of us to start working on something like this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there are, um, I mean, one of the first places that I went to when I came to Germany was like this, um, in Munich, there is this like little called SUP. It's like a little organization, um, sort of similar to what Hatsum uh, is in Gimple. And what they also do is like they have a little cafe, you know, they have a little cafe in their office front um, uh, that they kind of serve coffee, tea, a few drinks, you know, it's almost like a bar and cafe and the office is at, uh, at the back. So it's a very nice uh, hangout place, you know, especially for uh, queer youth. So here, the, the interesting thing was like a lot of uh, young queer kids from like the from like villages here come to a city and then they're a bit lost, you know, so it's like a nice navigating area for them. So maybe something like that, a nice space like that would be really um would be i think really helpful for a lot of uh, queer youth in the country because i think i yeah we can actually talk to tashi and uh, our friends at queer voices of Bhutan, right mm-hmm. like to do something like this as well yeah that would be that would be pretty amazing to be honest when we're talking about like places to hang out and all of that like Egyptian, do you want to comment on what the dating scene was like in Bhutan before you left and how you see it to be still like a, a general, like, you know, because I am an outsider, even though I'm an ally, like I don't go um, hang out like where people may be looking for potential dates. Yeah. <laughs> you have to explain to me as an outsider. And I mean, a lot of the uninitiated, like there's so many young Bhutanese who would like to navigate this territory, but they don't know how, they don't know where to start. Start. So, what does it look like, Dubchen? So that's an interesting question because back when I was um, in the country, so that was like before 2017, and back then there obviously yeah, um, queer voices of Bhutan that the uh, the group was there, but I think we hadn't made that much progress like now. You know, now we have a lot of uh, queer people coming out. So back then it was for me personally, in my experience, it was basically non-existent. Um, number one, there were not that many gay people. And number two, um, because of how strong internalized homophobia is amongst gay people, you know. First of all, like, I think uh, you and I both know, like, when I came out, I really came out with a bang, you know. Like, I started initiating a lot of things. So I was basically out there. My face was out there. My name was out there. So a lot of the times, it would be too intimidating for 
people, I guess. So for me, I never really dated anyone in the country. Um, but from what I observed, as I've, I think I've said this um, before as well, there's a very uh, toxic, uh, uh, toxic dating culture, I would say. Um, we don't, uh, I, I did not see a lot of openly, you know, like openly dating amongst uh, queer people. But that kind of, I think, goes uh, along with our culture as well, because even amongst uh, straight people back then, if I remember, <laughs> it's still quite toxic, you know, like you don't see a lot of uh, men and women interacting in like a very healthy manner in the beginning, you know, it's always like somebody gets somebody's number and like, you know, like creepily texts, you know, things like that are, were, are considered normal, you know, it's considered normal, like just like adding someone on social media and sending them a, like a DM, you know, like. Like you don't know them at all, but then you somehow like manage to stalk them and like get their number and then text them. It's it was kind of normal, you know, even with with the uh, straight people. So there's no different even for gay people, but obviously it's a bit magnified because of um the social situation there. I would say. You know, I remember Dupchen long time ago before you came out, we were talking about some of the challenges that are there for young queer Pakistanis that they could sometimes be exploited by older closeted. Oh, yeah. So, like, how do you how do you ensure that you remain alert or wary of people like this? Would you have some advice for younger people? Yes, uh, definitely. And this advice uh, is... Uh, well, I was lucky enough because I was always, um, let's say, I don't want to call myself... Uh, Oh, like that I was too smart or something but I guess I always read a lot and I was always cautious and because of that I also got to meet really um really good people you know so like for example one of the first experiences I had with uh with another uh guy when I met them you know we had really good conversations and like uh just directing you know like hey the do's and don'ts are what you need to be careful of especially when you're on the internet you know uh especially for young queer people, especially if you are like, you know, like 14, 15, 16, your hormones are like off the chart. It's coming, leaking out of your, you know, like ear or something, you know, it's very normal. Uh, even for, even for, for boys and girls, you know, it's very normal to have your hormones go all the way and you want to kind of explore these feelings that you have. But at the same time, I think it's very, very, very easy for um, older people um, in a way, like, for example, sexual predators to kind of take advantage of that. Um, I know this is a topic of another discussion as well, because I think this also happens uh, the, even in the in the heterosexual world, especially now in Bhutan, you know, like, I think more than Tinder, it's like people adding each other on Facebook Messenger, you know, doing this, doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and you have, like, a lot of young, for example, um, the way I see it, a lot of young girls who have, you know, like, who are entering puberty, and they're just curious and excited, you know. But then, because, you know, uh, our society does tend to oppress women slightly, <laughs> you know, they kind of do it in hiding, for example, you know, like they're not openly going to be out there saying, oh, yes, this and that, you know. So that leaves a little bit of, uh, uh, op not opportunity, but there's a little bit of a scene where I think um, we need to protect our children online. So, and same goes for gay people, because at, uh, on top of that, when you're gay or queer, you're not able to talk about it openly. So a lot of the time you have this constant feeling that, oh, you need to be secretive about it, you know? And when you're secretive about it, it's even more dangerous, you know? Because if anything happens, there's no one to like be able to monitor you or like help you 
if anything bad happens, you know? That's true. But then also, while having said that, I also want to, I think, in a way, highlight that now because we've uh, the parliament has pushed for decriminalizing homosexuality in Bhutan, that in any way, no matter how young you are, you can always reach out to the National Commission for Women and Children and even the Royal Bhutan Police if you feel that you've been exploited, like Dupchen was pointing out, like even in the heterosexual world, um, the online world isn't something that we can navigate without pitfalls, right? So even in the homosexual world, even in the queer world, I mean, the, the layers are so much more, but if you feel you're exploited or you're victimized in any way, now you can reach out. You can reach out to Laksam, you can reach out to Queer Voices of Bhutan, you can reach out to people like Dupchen and myself, and you can be protected, you know? That's something I think I find important to share with people who may be listening to our podcast right now. Yes, that, and I think another PSA, you know, like if you are 14, 15, 16, 17, if you're under the age of 18, and if someone at the age of 25 is trying to talk to you, don't. <laughs> Simple, no, as that. <laughs> Simple as you that. Simple as that. In the heterosexual world, they're like, 35-year-old men hitting on, like, 15-year-old girls. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? It's inappropriate, It is inappropriate. And I think, I mean, I'm not even trying to be this very Victorian, (laughs) like, theoretical old lady. I'm extremely progressive, but there's just something wrong when you're a minor and there's somebody older who pretends to have feelings for you right there's just like all the alarm bells go off in anybody's head exactly i've always been very vocal about this um i don't care if she was or if he or she was like just 17 and you are i don't know 25 i don't know like 30 or like you're also just 27 i don't care you know the law like the law is there for a reason and also at the same time we have to understand you know like they're they're kids you know they don't know any better and like the chances of you know things going wrong is there's, there's so many you know like uh, bad things that could happen so this is for all the young kids out there you know if you are talking to someone who's older than you especially if you're a minor don't because they shouldn't be talking to you they should be uh, you know like engaging in dialogue with you of that nature it's okay to speak to older people on the internet you know i for example i wouldn't mind having like a uh, a talk with someone who's like a teenager about yeah, his feelings about his sexuality and even or even about sex you know because the current uh us constantly saying no you shouldn't be having sex you shouldn't be having sex does not work because young people are having sex you know at the end of the day but we need to kind of guide them towards being responsible you know uh practicing safe sex and being careful you can engage in dialogues uh dialogues like this but there is what there is something that's uh, appropriate and there is definitely something that is inappropriate you know so this is for all the young kids out there don't think that person is going to i don't know love you or like sweep you away and take you somewhere no that is illegal that is not appropriate and pay note of that yeah i think we should we should all just be careful very um try and i think i have a little bit of media literacy and an awareness of what the laws of the land are and then to go with the gut feeling because i think our gut feeling never really lets us down, you know? Like, as soon as you start feeling uncomfortable when somebody makes those approaches towards you, I think that's a fairly good um, warning signal. Yeah, it is a good warning signal, but um, but then again, you know, boiling down to, for example, when you're, like, young, 15, 16, 17, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of those, uh, let's say, your gut feeling and your uh, warning uh, bells are kind of uh, turned off or like not really calibrated well. 
because you're not thinking from the right head. You're just trying to explore, you know, you're just trying to see what it's like, you know, and it's completely normal because we kind of tend to shame, shame this behavior, you know. No, it's completely normal to feel those feelings and want to explore. But there are definitely uh, on your journey of exploration, you need to be careful of who you encounter and who you engage with. Definitely no to meeting. I know some friends of mine from the queer community who agreed to meet their potential dates in like these isolated places, like you were saying this whole that's like dangerous, right? And then this gets taken advantage of by those people. Yeah, memories. In a way, I feel like that's um, uh, some. Okay, a lot of the times, I wouldn't say that it's that all of them are trying to, are predators or something. Most of the time, they're like highly closeted people who uh, cannot bring it up to themselves to kind of see themselves in a normal situation with another gay person in public. You know, it's kind of too intimidating for them. So, yeah, I think I've also, I don't know if I've ever been invited for a pop, for a walk as a date through, I don't know, some uh, quiet corner area or something. And I'm like, no, sir, thank you. Even if you want to, like, go for a park, like, make it like the Centenary Park or Lutong Garden or something where everybody can see you. Instead of, like, Kinsipoda, like, on top of a mountain where you're not going to meet somebody oh, else. thank you. <laughs> exactly. It's the, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I don't want to, like, scare people either, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, there's, like, all these murderers or, like, rapists on the internet, I remember, but it's uh, it's still, it's just a bit more healthy, you know, like, just go meet at a cafe or a bar. Right, right. I mean, like, yeah, you see people, like, of, like, the same gender sitting together in all cafes and yeah. bars, so I don't think you should feel very awkward about having to meet another guy or, like, another woman, right? But I think it's slowly going to change. I mean, just now, we actually, only just now, you know, like, for example, 2020, I think was the year for uh, queer people in Bhutan. Now you see, like, so many people, like, individually doing their own thing, you know? I see, like, Dishin Seldon, like, on Facebook Live, with uh, doing her uh, doing her own thing. And that's so amazing to see queer voices in Bhutan doing their own thing. Um, there's a lot of other young queer people. I think one of them that was on... Uh, uh, queer talks was it uh from queer voices of bhutan the first episode okay and it's just so uh, exactly it's so amazing to see like different people you know like now it's not just like one channel it's like there's multiple channels of efforts coming right in, you know? right right and we see more and so, more queer think, stories on different social media platforms as well exactly and in a way it's becoming a bit hip <laughs> It's becoming a bit cool. And you know with the, you know how the situation in Timpu and Bhutan goes, right? It's like a big high school. Anything that picks up, everybody just, you know, adapts. So I guess that is a positive impact. Yeah, I know. It took a long time to come, but I'm glad that it's here. Finally. Exactly. So hopefully, I think even with the dating culture, I feel like um, especially a lot of the younger generation are going to resort to healthier ways of uh, dating and interacting with one another. Hopefully. With the openness that's come, I think it's a guarantee that it's definitely going to be safer just by virtue of it being more open. Well, Dupchin, thanks so much for your time. I know you're really busy, so I'm glad that you took a few minutes out to be able to do this podcast with me and then to talk openly about what the dating scene or like, you know, even if it may not have existed at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Our time is gone. <laughs> well, for the younger ones, I hope that you don't feel scared to date, scared to love. 
like Dukchen was saying, I think it's um, it's just natural to feel attracted to people, to look for people mm-hmm. that you may feel physically attracted to, emotionally attracted. At the end of the day, remember to be careful. Like, you know, like all of us, like it doesn't matter whether you are uh, queer or hetero, but just be really careful if you're meeting people online and then know when somebody is exploiting you. Definitely. Or enough to accept that, yes, you're being exploited and then to do something about it because we want you to be safe and happy at the end of the day. Thank you so much for having me. It's always refreshing and a blast to have a conversation with you, Namge. me a young trans man today all of 18 years old i want to welcome him to the show thank you for agreeing to be on my podcast thank you Raju. tell me about your journey i mean how did you find out that you were trans um katebishichi uh when i was in fifth grade i used to look at uh, girls not uh, boys when you were in the fifth grade how old were you? Yeah. Fifth grade lodge in 12 years, did you? Yes, I did. So what was the experience like? What did you feel when you found yourself being attracted to girls? I found myself different. Did you know who to talk to, um, where to turn to? No uh, version, no. So how did you deal with that? I keep it within myself. So you didn't even have friends who were like you, who could be trans boys, trans men. So you didn't have friends like that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. How did you start becoming comfortable with who you are? Who helped you? What helped you? Lali, country developed Jo and Pay with the LGBTQ, and the Nasha Tim, and the patient with the Mizuke Hakube, and the Oinla. The Chorati Nam Hakoite, Nam find out pay, Putana Lanizumbe, LGBTIQ movement chitu, group chitu, or that other people identify as LGBTIQ, so Chukadavishichi. Uh, 2018 football <laughs> you were telling me that uh, Toto, you haven't come out to your family more, uh, but you, you have like a close cousin and then you have some friends who you've come out to Selaptalo. So, how did you decide? Ani Charagi Kolulapchiya Kongi Chuluti? The Kongi di Sherwa Magi Beja the so have you experienced some challenges along the way? Uh, yes, 
Pumzumbe dio islam di chora family gi lab mea chilo. All the families and the kongi lab that you're saying chora you just continue on your own path lab dalo. How do you find the strength within yourself to be who you are? Chaviki support be chaviki di kimira ga mbera dugo azunde. <laughs> Do you believe that? <laughs> Besides football, you also told me that you really like music. Yes, okay. So what kind of music do you enjoy? Indie, uh, like punk rock type. You play the guitar as well. Yes, you want to play a song for us today, right? So tell us, what is it? What do you want to perform for us? I want to play Moving On by Cordelania. Okay, alright. Go ahead. Okay. I met you all because of the stream. I smiled before I even heard you speak. I can't see the growing old. But I guess that's just the way it has to be I wondered how you still remembered me I heard you settle down That you married happily Oh, do you believe I told you That I loved you to the bottom of the sea I mean, despite like the internet disruptions, you have such a good voice and you play the guitar so well. When did you start playing the guitar? Uh, when I was in fourth, fourth grade. Fourth grade? Charagi, uh, self-taught more, did somebody teach you? Uh, self-taught uh, My family, uh, cousins, mom, they are into music. So, I was inspired by being that thing. I was very nice. Have you performed publicly? I hear that you're a very shy person. More. Yes. A very introverted Lomana. <laughs> I, I, I can make that out. Like the only time I felt like, wow, he has some confidence is when you start singing Missy and playing the guitar. <laughs> 
you are born to be who you are today and it's not because there's something wrong with you or because you accumulated so much bad karma in your previous life that this life <laughs> you have to be like this everybody i don't believe it and i hope you don't believe that also yes because i don't really believe <laughs> but um thanks thanks so much for agreeing to share a little bit of you uh with all of us um i mean it's not a little bit it's like a lot of you because i know that you've never really spoken publicly about um identifying as a trans man and about who you are but i hope that i can help you uh meet more people like yourself and become uh and really celebrate who you are that's amazing thank you